I'm Asia. I'm Christy. And you're listening to the Glow Up Girls Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We are the Glow Up Girls Podcast. I'm Asia. And I'm Christy. We are your modern day golden girls talking about beauty, aging, dating with no filter. Do you get it? No filter, no filter, because mm-hmm. we're gonna we say everything, and also because beauty, we you don't need a filter when you get our tips and tricks. That's right. All right. So today's episode, we're talking about dermal fillers, emotionally unavailable warning signs, and a new game called Dump or Pump the Chump. That's right. <laughs> Love the I'm game. I'm gonna introduce. Yes, yeah, because you invented it. Um, let me introduce myself. My name is Asia DeMarcos. I am a licensed esthetician for almost 20 years. I'm a medical skincare representative and a mother of a wonderful child and also um, recently single after 10 years. So I spent $10,000, $1,000 for every year. I was off the market to put myself back on the market. So we are going to tell you all of our tips and tricks and talk about being single and aging and everything in between. Christy, tell them who you are. Well, my name is Christy Demopius. I'm also a licensed esthetician as well as a business owner. I own my own company where I do sugaring hair removal. I am single. I was married for 20 plus years with the same person for 27 years. So we do have three children together. I'm very happy being single. And I had my glow up after my divorce, I should say. Um, I did a lot of things, everything from injectables all the way to plastic surgery and um, inner therapy as well. So Mm -hmm. a lot of um, therapy with my therapist and a lot of um, um, self-reflecting and self-help books I read. All that stuff. So I did a glow up from the inside out. That's awesome. So and Mm -hmm. that brings us to a really good point because beauty starts from within. Like externally, yes, this is nice, but you know that's going to fade. But, you know, we are in the industry. We're like kids in a candy store. We get things offered to us for free or at severe discounts all the time. Now, you know, after being off the market for 10 years and having like relationship body and, you know, yeah. Just, I feel like the relationship just sucked the life out of me. I just, I really needed just to really just enhance myself. Obviously, Mm -hmm. of course, I want to find a man that finds me beautiful on the inside. But sorry, men are visual. You know, it it makes me feel good to when I look good. And so that's why I did it. Right. And plus, we want to do it for ourselves, too. Yeah. We're all about, you know, living here on Earth for a long period of time. So we want to be healthy. We want to eat good. We want to work out, exercise our brains, our minds, along with be the best looking person we possibly can, which means trying everything from like facials, injectables, plastic surgery, whatever it takes. If you have the means for it, I say go for it. If it bothers you that much, I say go for it. So I'm all about it. I'm all about the self-care. Yeah, we're here to support you girls mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Um, so, okay, let's get to our topic. We have a lot to discuss. So mm-hmm. dermal fillers. Last week we talked about neurotoxins, which actually freeze the muscles so you cannot make an expression so you don't get dynamic wrinkles in your in your face. Um, it also tightens up the muscles so you have that appearance of less wrinkles. Fillers are something different. Fillers fill volume that's lost out of our skin. So as we age, our we lose fat in our face. So think about a baby. 
how their chubby cheeks and they're so cute and they're so cheek cheeky cuties and then you look at an elderly person they're very flat and sagging we've lost collagen we've lost that elasticity in our skin what dermal fillers are going to do is just enhance and fill volume that's lost i personally got some a little bit under my eyes um, because we have fat and bone loss that tends to lead to sallowness and hollowing under the eyes and then also um i got a little bit in my cheeks as well too because once i got it out of my got it under my eyes i was like whoa but the rest of my face looks a little flat so i got a little touch of cheek filler too to also just enhance that because we do have a ball of fat that starts to fall out of our face and um i was losing that christy you don't haven't mm -hmm. lost any of your cheeks like you still look like you did oh, well. when you were in your 20s Honey, I've gotten those filled too. So that's why oh. you're saying that. I've paid <laughs> oh, I pretty pennies. <laughs> I've paid paid pretty pennies in getting my cheeks done along with my tear troughs, just like you, underneath the eye. I've also had my chin done with the filler, along with of course the obvious the lips. Oh. So okay. I really like the chin. It kind of gives you more of a heart-shaped face because my face is so square and my jawline is so masculine and square. So oh. in order to make the jawline look a little bit softer and more feminine, I got my chin injected, kind of made a little bit more pointier, like Jennifer Aniston type face. Yeah, it just uh, elongates that profile. Um, the jawline also is another sign of youth. Um, so yeah, jawline filler is all the rage right now. They're saying that, that, and we talked about him last episode, Matt Reif, the comedian. Yes. Uh-huh. Have you seen that one TikTok of him? They're saying that he's had filler done on his jawline because he looks completely different now compared to a few years back. No. So I think the big rage is now men getting all that jawline filler done to make themselves look more... Yeah, chiseled. masculine, chiseled, I mean, model-esque. I mean, it mm -hmm. makes sense. I mean, why not? Right. If you right. yeah, if you have the means and it's bothering you, like you said, go for it. I, I mm -hmm. think men, manscaping, I mean, I meet men all the time that are like, oh my God, help me with my skin because they know I sell skincare. Um, right, you, know. you do. You have a lot of guys coming to you in regards to skincare products. Absolutely. And they ask me the same too, who can I go to? I need some Botox. I need to start that. So I think, um, yeah, it's less taboo for men to uh, get injectables as well. I mean, I see them at the nail shop all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's starting to be more of a trend for men to self-care. So everything from manscaping, like coming in to get waxed, all the way to, yeah, going to a med spa and getting some Botox or filler. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I think fillers are great. I think be cautious. Always go to a seasoned artist because you don't want that overfilled look, right? Gone are the days of that Kardashian overfilled look. Sorry, Kardashians. I love you. Sorry. But you started a trend, but now the trend is dying. Everyone wants the more natural look from all of my accounts. All of my my customers are telling me um, skin tightening. We'll talk about that in a future episode. But less is more, I think. And if mm -hmm. 
you just need just to enhance a little bit of what you lost as you're aging, which is that that fat loss or that bone mm-hmm. density loss um, as you age. And just like, yeah, get a little right. refresh. To each his own, you know, some people, you know, like more of the natural look, like you said, which is the trend. And some people kind of dislike that look and want more of a fake phony look. Like a lot of the people you see on TV. So to each his own. More power to you. More power to you. All right. So yes. fillers, if you have any more questions on that, you can DM me at the Glow Up Girls podcast on Instagram. I'm here for you if you have any questions. Um, and Christy, you mentioned trends. I do want to talk to you about a little article that I read about dating trends for 2024, which I thought was really interesting interesting for millennials and Gen Z, um, which is kind of counterintuitive of what we're going to talk about here today with Emotionally Unavailable Men, because I've been meeting a ton of them. I mean, I I just want to go over my red flags. But um, it looks like the trends for 2024 are people want a more emotional connection over sex is more important. Does that surprise you? Repeat that again one more time, because... It doesn't sound right, does it? So Mm-mm, again, it was all. just one article um, that I read that people are looking for more of an emotional connection over sex. Oh, I love that. I'm all about so. that. Yeah, I hope so, because I hope men are kind of like evolving to be on the same page as women when it comes to being emotionally on the same page because you know men are very visual women on the other hand are emotional beings and hopefully that matches up to where we can see each other eye to eye when it comes to stuff like that and have good conversation and Mm -hmm. vibe well with one another i um i think men are emotional beings too i think they just had are learning to hide it so when I do, you know, when I'm on the apps and I see a guy that says they look, they want a deep conversation, I'm like, oh, that's a guy that really is looking for a deep mental connection. And I think at our age, we're Gen Xers. That's mm-hmm. what we look for. You know, that's mm-hmm. exactly what, what I seek out, you know. Right. Um, look, companionship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Companionship, friendship, um, compatibility. I mean, sex is good, but it, it shouldn't be the priority of the relationship. It should come later on in the relationship and it should just kind of like sugarcoat everything and seal the deal, I say. Yeah, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. You know, I have been, um, had to block some um, people this week because, you know, it was sex was kind of like the main focus of the conversation and I was just like over it. And the, I even warned a few of them like, mm, I'm not here with you, bro. Like, that's not, you know, I even mm-hmm. warned them, I'm going to block you. Right. Uh, and they yeah, kept just on. one finger, one <sighs> finger tap away from blocking. <laughs> it's so powerful. It's so amazing to be able to block somebody. Yeah, I haven't had to block a lot of people, but yeah, I have a, well, a few on my contact list that are blocked. <laughs> Well, I talk to a lot more people than you, but you sure uh, do. <laughs> I, I I think I blocked three people this week. I think I can count. I think I can count on one hand how many people have blocked on my phone. 
Yeah, I've been blocking a lot lately. But again, this is all research for you ladies or and or gentlemen. So you can understand this new world of dating. I like when I'm into something, I'm all in and I'm doing this for you. Um, I was so I told you I was talking to the 30s and 40s now, like 30s, low 40s. Man, these guys are tough, man. They're so emotionally unavailable. They're freaking lazy. Uh, yeah, I'm over it. Like, really? I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to date my oh. own age now again. Well, I feel like there's no such thing as a man working hard on getting a woman because a lot of the times they do date women and it's too easy for them because women, you know, um, I feel like women are more sexual than ever before and they want the sex. So they'll use a man just the same way a guy would use a woman. As well as, you know, on the Internet, it's so readily available to look at porn, to have, you know, sexual pleasure online. So it comes easy for them. They don't have to work hard on it. It's like, bam, they're done. Next. And so when it comes down to dating, there's nothing you know, worth trying for because they can just go at home and da 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 on the internet and find what they're looking for. That is a good point because porn isn't real. That's not how it happens. It's not like, oh my God, you're hot, I'm hot, here, and stick it in. No, mm -hmm. it doesn't work that way. So that creates this false sense of intimacy for younger men. Um, you know, I personally, as I shared last week, as I was in a relationship with a guy that was addicted to porn and he didn't want to have sex with me. Um, and merely out of laziness from what I could gather. Um, and that sucks too, because you're right. They can just go online, get their nuts off, whatever. But you know, nothing, when you're with a secure man that's emotionally available, nothing will take the place of actual real intimacy, I believe. And so here are some red flags to, that I have found in my research, um, you know, and I had to make these mistakes in order to not make them again, again, because I'm like Bambi in the woods, like trying to figure all this out. And if a guy is texting you, but not making a plan to take you out. Mm. In this one particular scenario, my experience was this guy was future faking immediately already kind of saying he was going to take me on these trips and we were going to be doing these things together. You know, me, I, I don't put a lot of stock in words anymore, you know, actions mm -hmm. speak louder, but I was just like, you know, popping the popcorn. Let's see what, what happens. He spent several days making sure that he stayed on my radar and spoke to me and tried to get to know me. And then one day I'll, it was like, Hey, sexy talk. Uh, here's my dick. Um, we started sexting. Okay. All right. I'm going to admit it. We started sexting. And then from that point on, it was just like every time we had any interaction, it was just leading into that. And I ended up just blocking the dude because mm. I was just like, well, whatever. Like my fault, you know, but I learned, I, I learned from that. And I, right. I think it's funny when somebody sends you an unsolicited pic like that because once you see it you cannot unsee it and once you start <laughs> doing that you can't revert back to how it was before it changes the whole dynamic of the friendship or the relationship and it's just like yeah. if you do it too soon it's just gonna end up in turmoil I think you gotta hold off on that not too quick well I will admit this 
this guy I knew he was younger. I mm. just knew he mm -hmm. wasn't he wasn't going to be my forever forever. But again, like I was just trying to pop the popcorn and see what this guy was all about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Entertainment purposes, yeah, right? For entertainment purposes, 100%. <laughs> Number two red flag that I've noticed um, when a guy asks for your Instagram mm. before your phone number. I uh, have asked friends of mine. Some of them say, oh, that's just the way it is. That's like getting a phone number nowadays. Okay. My, and I've I've also asked a handful of single women that say the same exact thing. Every time a guy asks for your Instagram, nothing becomes of it. He's just lurking and looky-looing. One of my friends told me, oh, well, I ask for someone's Instagram because I, I want to see if she's hot enough. Okay, whatever. Wah, wah, wah. All right. So, and I also saw a relationship, a male relationship coach, expert, on TikTok say the same thing. He agreed with me in the same thing. A guy is going to put you in your his toy box to play with you later. That's what that means. Mm. So um, it's like I and I one of the guys that's in my Instagram that I let in my Instagram. We had a phone conversation the other night. Turns out, yeah, he's emotionally unavailable. He is afraid of being hurt. He's just got out. He just got out. He's been single for three years, but mm -hmm. he's afraid to be hurt again. And I'm like, uh, okay, I knew I knew something was up with. I personally only allow men in my Instagram after I've met them um, because, again, my suspicion was this guy's emotionally unavailable. He's just going to looky loo. He's not serious. He's just going to heart and fire things. Let's, but maybe one night when he's drunk, he might hit me up. Well, you know what? Mm. Screw you, dude. That, you got to take me out. Mm -hmm. I was about to say the same thing. I, I, You know, it's a waste of time, and it does get your hopes up, you know, when you're talking to someone in the very beginning, and then it just falls flat. And it's like, what are we doing here? What is this, junior high? It's like, you know what? I talk to men with intention because I want something to become of it, right? I'm not going to waste my time or my effort into somebody that just wants to be a pen pal or a text mate with me. It's like that serves no purpose for me. I want something deeper than that. I'm more meaningful. And that's not what I'm all about. So I have enough girlfriends that I can do that with. So never mind block <laughs> i agree so okay another thing that i've noticed with emotionally unavailable men well just rude behavior you know the low effort you know I, I was on a facetime with a guy who called me and he had the phone down like as he was walking like not in front not looking at me in the eye even most of the conversation he wasn't even looking at me in the eye so I've, this happened another time with a guy who was walking his dog and was more concerned and more interested in talking to his neighbors than he was me. And I think that's a telltale sign, too. And they're not trying to get to know you either. I mean, the first conversation, you don't want it to sound like a job interview, but you can tell when a guy has interest, you know, mm -hmm. or if he's just going through the motions. Right. So it's called getting to know someone and engaging with them. And when that's not present right off the bat, it kind of gives you a sense of, oh, they just want one thing. The next question is going to be, oh, do you want to come over? 
and it's 11 o'clock at night. It's like, no, bro, I'm good. Good night. Have a nice life. Bye. Yeah, block, there's another block. one. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. And then the last thing that I've been learning about, um, Snapchat. Oh. I guess Snapchat is making a resurgence of some Ugh. sort, but I was on Snapchat with a young guy. Um, I'm not really on Snapchat. I find it to be kind of annoying, but somebody from my past that I haven't talked to in over 10 years, who I'm pretty sure is married, hit me up on Snapchat. Like we were old friends, you know, like inviting me to his place in Florida. And I'm just like, I don't even know you, bro. Wow, he was digging up, yeah, he was digging up, like, old contacts. Desperation. He probably had no one in his pipeline, so now he's got to go to the overflow. Yeah, somehow he saw me in his Snapchat, added me, started, I told him, I was like, do you still have my phone number? Why don't you text me? I'm never on this. And have I heard from him? No. No. Mm -hmm. So... That happened to me, too. I did the same thing one time. Yeah, don't you have my number from, like, back in the day? Why don't you just go ahead and hit me on that rather than this app? Oh, yeah, I have your number still. Okay, thanks. It's like that's a good way to be, like, filtering filtering them out because if they don't text you from that point on and they're not using the app like you advise them to, then you know they're not serious. So good riddance. I would like to ask an attractive 30-something-year-old woman what their experience is with these men because I've given a couple guys in their mid thirties, my phone number and they have never called me. And one guy, I even said, Hey, I'm, I'm more traditional. I like the man to take the lead. Um, didn't hear from him. It's like, I don't know if they're just lazy. Maybe they're not interested. Maybe they're like, Oh, she's older. I just want to bang and she's making it too hard for me. Whatever, bro. It's fine. Like, I don't, it's not like, I don't need you. I think sometimes, like I said, these people are shopping. They're not ready for any type of relationship. Like they have somebody already. They're married or have a girlfriend. So they're shopping and they want to see if you would give them your number because it inflates their ego and it makes them feel good about themselves. They can walk away puffing up their chest. It's a pride thing, an ego thing. So they're never gonna call you. They're testing the waters, they're shopping, they're seeing if you would give them your number. And it makes them feel good when a girl says, yeah, here you go. It's all games. Yeah, all games. Yeah, you're you're right, because that's what my friend Jonathan says. He says, the guys that disappear like that most of the time, they're probably married or have girlfriends. And you're right, mm-hmm. you're right. Um, awesome, okay, well, that is really kind of my take on emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. men. In my experience, will you have anything else to add or share? Well, the only experiences that I've had with unavailable, emo- emotionally unavailable men are the obvious men that date you and then later you find out that they're married so Mm. that's like um waste of time waste of effort on my part and it sucks because it's like you're very um well for me i'm not that trust trusting in a man right off the bat i usually have my walls up high and i'm very selective on who i allow to lower my walls and then if i lower those walls and then i find out after the fact that they're married or what have you wow that's like really devastating and it just makes you even second guessing 
once again, who should I trust and where can I put my heart into? Like, I don't want to invest in something that's not going to pay off. Because like I said, I date with intention. I'm not going to date any type of guy or anybody. And these men think that they can give you the bare minimum and be nice to you and be a gentleman. Yeah, that's all great. But that's the bare minimum. When you get down to the nitty gritty and you find out other things like they party too much or they're married, then it's like, oh, my God. But yeah, being nice. I got man, a woman. We should always be lovely and nice to each other. But in order to have the long lasting forever, forever, it's really it's that loyalty and that trust factor, at least for me. I know some people are in open relationships. I'm also investigating some of these kinky relationships that we'll get into another episode. Um, But I mean, for me, I'm, I'm monogamous. I like monogamy. I don't like sharing. And I don't like wondering what the hell my man's doing. So um, yeah, that's high mm-hmm. up here for me. All right. Nice. All right. Well, we're just going to wrap that up on emotionally unavailable men and my experiences. And so we're, now it's time for dump or pump the chump. All right. This is a game. This is a game you've, you thought of. And uh, so we're going to take any like questions from viewers uh, for the future. If you'd like to uh, have us and a- ask us if you should dump or pump the chump. Um, I'm going to go through some of my messages. And Chris is going to tell me if I should dump or pump the chump. All right. Who can I talk to? All right. This guy. I gave him my flower. Oh, so you're yeah. on Hinge. This, this is hinge, hinge, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, I said, let's go dancing. So this is another thing. I'm also testing opening pickup lines for you ladies too. Um, so this was a particular guy that w- talked a few times about dancing and wanting to dance. So I was like, oh, this is important to this guy. So let me hit this hot button. So I just said, let's go dancing. He mm-hmm. was like, yes, please. Love your radiant smile and classic style, Asia. We turn a lot of heads together on the dance floor. So I thank you. I think we would make a handsome couple too. Gave him a compliment back. Then I said, well, I need to admit, I thought you were a fake profile. Now, I really did think he was a fake profile, but I thought this was a good conversation starter mm-hmm. because then he actually did say, that in question, are there really fake profiles out there? So then we got into more conversation. I'm just going to show you a lot of conversation. (laughs) To him, again, complimenting me on my sense of humor and um, wanting to go out to dinner and dancing soon. And so I gave him my number and he called. He texted Mm. like almost immediately. Bravo. What do you do? Dump or pump? Well, I would say pump that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's hot too. I, I just hope he looks like his pictures. Yeah. I went on a, di- I went on a date this weekend. I was kind of just like, wah, wah, wah. You don't look like your picture. Oh, Boo-hoo. man. I know. I got to go back to the video video dating. That's okay. why it's important to FaceTime them before you go on a date with them. Well, you got to so get hinge- proof. Hinge is hard because there's no video feature. Now, here, I'm going to go on my mm. Bumble. Mm-hmm. Bumble's a little bit easier. 
because you can use the video feature. Um, all right, here's here's a guy. So on Bumble now, the guy can set a prompt to ask you a question, so you answer it. So obviously, it makes the match or the connection easier for them. So his prompt was, "What's your ideal first date?" So I put golf. This guy was also mm -hmm. a golfer. Okay. He put ha ha dot dot dot. Love it. What? What's wrong with golf? Was that an insult? Know. What was that? Maybe he was thought I was cheeky and being cute. I don't but know. I don't understand the ha ha part. Like as if you're lying or golf is funny to him. Like I thought that was a great answer. And you would think any guy would be like, hey, cool. I'm glad you like golf. Me too. How about we go to the driving range? That's 100%. a perfect segue for a date, right? And this clown is saying, ha, ha, love it. So men out there, because now we have heterosexual men listening to this podcast getting advice from us. Men out there, we're just letting you know there's nowhere to go with this kind of conversation. Like, we are, we don't know each other. We're, we, we, we're, we're not there yet to just have meaningless small talk and expect the other person to pick it up. There's been so many times this week where I felt like I was carrying the conversation. I just stopped talking to these chumps because it's yeah, like, you're not giving me end. anything. And dead that's, end. again, another mm -hmm. one of those red flags of emotionally unavailable men. You're not trying to get to know me. You're making me do all the work. Low effort. What um, he should have said was, that's great. You love golf. And if he doesn't like golf, he can say, well, I'm into, you know, baseball. How about if we meet up for dinner or can I give you a call? I'd love to get to know you. Because I'm not one for texting either. I'm probably a bad texter. I mean, you could probably ask other guys that I've dated. I'm not that good with texting. I'd rather talk to someone on the phone. And I think with our age, a lot of people tend to want to talk on the phone rather than text, right? I don't know. Texting is good superficially in the very beginning, but I think a phone call is necessary in order to get to know someone better and understand their tone better. Because we may be off on this clown. The tone of what we're thinking, his tone is maybe completely off, and, and he thinks he's done no harm, no foul. True, true. Mm -hmm. But it just fell flat on my end. I mean, the same with the guy last week who when I met in person, I was like, oh, my God, you look nothing like your picture. And he was texting almost daily, not too much, but enough. And I thought it was being really sweet. But then when I got met him, I was like, oh, God, he's kind of a nerd. So that's really important to have that phone conversation because the chemistry is, you know, has it, it, it is something that can be felt. It's mannerisms, video, mm -hmm. video conferencing or video chatting. I mean, is mm -hmm. um, also that's something that can be seen. You could just tell a lot by someone's mannerisms, their energy. Like, are you right. going to mesh with that energy? Is this guy just going to be like low energy? Wah, wah, wah. Because I'm high energy. You mm -hmm. can tell by my texting. Um, yeah, you meet like that, like the chump that had the phone down and the FaceTime. Right. No eye contact. He, he was low energy. And it's like, I, I don't think we're going to get along, bro. I mean, I'm glad we had that conversation. And it's fine. He didn't have to pretend like, oh, let's try to go meet for a drink. Maybe he had some type of social anxiety where he couldn't like 
look at you in the face or in the eye during the FaceTime conversation. You know, some people aren't like as confident as us. And a lot of men are insecure. So maybe that's the case. Or maybe we're just giving this guy too much credit and making excuses for him, which we shouldn't. I mean, point being is a guy shouldn't have FaceTimed you if he wanted to talk to you. He should have just did an audio call rather than a FaceTime. Right. And if he wasn't ready for the FaceTime, he should have waited to call me when he was in a situation where he could look me in the eye and not Mm -hmm. have me down. It was rude, rude behavior. Anyway, he he was only giving you 10 percent of him at the moment. And that's not fair to you. That's making you feel, you know, insulted. It was lame. It was pretty lame. Mm -hmm. Okay, last dump or pump the chump. Okay. All right. Okay. So this guy has a very unique name. It's Mm -hmm. an adverb. Mm -hmm. And I said, hi, blank. Something tells me that that's not your real name. I think I'm being cute and cheeky. This is me, right? I'm being cute and cheeky. People question my name all the time, too. And I'm like, yeah, this is Asia, like the continent. Ha, ha, ha. His response was, and you would be wrong. Asia, is it? Smiley face. Like, say what? Half smiling. Half ass smiling emoji. (laughs) Well, it sounds like his tone was being kind of rude to you. Like, he was defensive. I think he was trying to tit for tat me because he was like Asia because I had the fake name. And maybe, maybe I could continue the conversation with him. Like, haha, I get it all the time too. Like, that's a really unique name. How did your parents come up with that? I mean, if I was interested enough, with this guy but i don't know i can't wait to hear what his what his uh um dating app name was when we go off of this because oh yeah this guy seems very bogus to me dump or pump dump with a capital d yeah that's what i did too Mm -hmm. i was like yeah you're boring yeah good for nothing get out of here next (laughs) you're off the bench or actually you're on the bench Get back on the bench. You're on the very end of the bench. Uh, All right. Well, that wraps up our episode on dermal fillers, emotionally unavailable warning signs, and dumper pump the chump. That was a fun game. Yeah. We got to play that one again. I like that. I like that one a lot. All right, guys. So join us next time. We have new episodes every Wednesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And so we'll see you then. And you got to show up to glow up. Bye-bye. Bye.